Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. And now, it's time for part four of In the Moment. Hey, yo, it's time for question of the week. As I look up in the sky, all right, Katie, you about to get mad at me, so let me just let me just come out with it. Remember I had the stalker from the email? You got mad that I was even giving this individual any attention? Yes, They yes. talking about who I was dating and who I wasn't dating. They still emailing me. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, the girl that you're dating is not even black. Oh, my God, your Instagram. Yo, they told, she told me my Instagram was private. Let me not say she because I don't know who it is. They told me my Instagram is private, mm-hmm. and they told me why I did it, and it was wrong. Your Instagram's private? Yeah. So you didn't even know. You were one of my best friends. <laughs> Look how much of a loser this person is. <laughs> See what I'm saying? They have nothing else to do, you know? What? Okay, all right. So I let, that's why, because I think it's funny. And you don't never want me to get these people. That part is funny. No attention. And I get it. Right. You know me. Mm-hmm. I ain't from that cloth. Nope. I, I mean, you I got to talk for a living. So, if you want to talk, let's talk. Mm-hmm. If you want to embarrass yourself by jumping in my DMs or my emails and acting like you know something, and if it's actually, like, good criticism, I'll just eat it. Right. I'm like, you got me there. Mm-hmm. I have no problem saying that. Right. But 90% of the time, these people be so wrong okay. and so loud and so confident mm-hmm. that I just think it's funny, right? Mm-hmm. So, she told they told again, they told me, no, because I think it's my ex. <laughs> All right. <laughs> because they keep bringing my ex up. Which ex do you think it is? The most recent one. Oh, are you serious? All right, go ahead. Because they keep bringing her up and they're like, oh, poor her. Clearly not knowing that that relationship ended the way it did and why it ended. Because it you wouldn't be thinking poor her at all, right? So, like, what? And maybe it's not. But it just doesn't make sense, right? So, wait. So I'm a fraud because because I just started liking soccer. Uh-huh. Okay. So you can't like you can't decide you like anything later in life, right? No. You have to know everything you like by 16 or it's cut off or by the first steps. Um I am uh I'm something else because my girlfriend's not black, right? I don't I, I don't know. I guess I'm racist or something. I don't know. Um what else? Yeah, my she told me what why my Instagram is private. And there's some other stuff I can't remember. Right. But I don't think this individual listens to In the Moment. I think they no, listen they to, the, to the big show. Mm-hmm. Because they be responding right after segments. And the title of the email be the segment we just did. Oh, yeah. They're it, listening live then. Right. Okay. So I just think it's funny. Okay, that part is stupid. Yeah. And I think I should talk about having this stalker on the big show so that they can get the attention that they are clearly like dying for. Because it's funny. And because personal <laughs> stories are really hard to come by. <laughs> you got me there. So. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So this will be our like. Next week. Moment. Gonna... <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, no, Don't yeah, sell yeah. past the yes. Yeah. No, no, yeah. All right. Sickle award this week should have been easy. 
It's my stalker. Next week on the big show. <laughs> See you soon. <laughs> Song of the week is going out to the Spice Girls. Um, Came up today on the big show. Uh -huh. If you want to be my lover. You got to get with my friend. Make, make it last, last forever. Friendship never ends. Right. Uh -huh. I always thought maybe there was a bit of a sexual innuendo there. I thought that song sent the same message as it ain't no fun hey, if the homies can't have yeah, 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 yeah. That's not what they meant? I thought that was. That's not, not what they meant. They told me lie. today on the big show. What they just it? wanted you to just be friends with their friends. No, they, they wouldn't say if you want to be my lover, you got to get with, right? That's what I'm saying. That's the that's lyric. What, no, that's what they said, but that, that's not what they meant. If somebody walked up to you and was like, yo, if you want to be my lover, you got to get with my friends. What would that mean to you? I got to I gotta go, like, hook up with your friends. That's what I would think. Yeah. I got to run down, you know what I mean? On site. But that's not what that meant. All this time. Because they the Spice Girls. So I thought, it's not really spicy. paying much attention to it, that, like, oh, that's the Spice. Yeah. So they wasn't spicy at all? I guess not. But what, what is the reasoning for wording it that way, then? That's all I That's my know. question. That is the question that we have to find answers to. Because that is not spicy at all if all you meant was I have to play Monopoly with your friends to be with you. Like, what? That's just not spicy. No, it's not. I'm not saying it's not It's not tasty, but it's not spicy. Right? Yeah, and then the whole time, well, I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. Yeah. No, tell me what you want. What, what you really, really, really want. want. I want to I I I just I be wanna. friends. Z what? <laughs> <laughs> see? You see how that don't land, right? No, because they said I want a zig zig ah. Wait. And zig zig ah. What do you mean by that? Zig -zig Don't tell me zig zig ah. <laughs> Just me smoke hookah together. <laughs> no, so. no, no. <laughs> right? Something not right. Mm -mm. You saw how your whole bop changed when I told you the truth about that song? You look like the Jay Z meme. And he was like, wait. Yeah, because so I'm, I'm like, we not. Mm -hmm. No. Wait. So we not having sex. <laughs> That's what I thought the whole time. We not rocking. Me All too. Right. All right, not just me. All right, bag of moments, Katie. Let's do it and let's do it fast. We need two to three of them things. Oh, good God dang. All right. All right. <laughs> we ain't got no time to wait. Yeah, pick a number. Hold on. Where is it? Pick a number. Uh, I'm going with the first and the last, and you pick something in between. Three. Say less. One, three, and last. Okay. Let's do it. One. Is she? Oh, okay. Take can't do one. I can't do one. Yes, yeah, not right now, not today. No, not today. That's kind of the rules, though. <laughs> That's the rules, Katie. Nope. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right, are we going in numerical order? However you want to do it. All right, let's go to three. Oh, reoccurring X. Have you ever been in a situation where you, you were in a relationship, you two broke up, but about every two to three months, somehow your ex keeps popping back into your life? Yeah. In random scenarios. Yeah. You may run into them at Publix. They won't disappear. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What do you do when you have a reoccurring ex? If I'm being honest and with you. And it's things that's out of your control. Like, you're not hitting them up. They're not hitting you up. You're not on social media. It's just. I never believe it's out of control. I don't. It, I, In my experiences, every time I've kind of, quote unquote, randomly ran into an ex and I looked back on it, it was strategic. You know women be playing chess. It may have appeared to be random. That shit was very rarely random. But how would they know where you're going? Like, say, say, you go to a J. Cole concert, right? How are they going to oh, know you at a J. Cole that concert? Random. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, Publix, a grocery store, like, 
out in the wild, mm. how are they going to know? They don't know. I would honestly, but I, I would dig deep into myself at that point. Mm. I would really, really figure out if I still want this person in my life. Because if I do, if some part of me deep down inside knows that I still have something there, mm-hmm. but I just don't want to admit it, then I would feel like that was the universe's way of grabbing me by my neck, by my collar and saying, fam, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, I'm, I'm putting the journey in front of you. See, and so the reason why I added that was because I had been in this situation for like a year and a half, I would say, mm-hmm. where even when she and I stopped talking, she would just randomly appear in random places or she would just randomly pop up and just do random things. And I'm like, why is it that I keep running into you? But, but Katie, you know, sometime it also depends on your personality. If I constantly run into somebody, I know it means something because I'm like definitely living a lifestyle mm-hmm. to where I'm not running into a lot of people. Mm. You go out a lot. Yeah. And you tend to date people who go out a lot. She was the opposite, though. This is the one woman that I had dated that was not a busybody. She don't even drink. Everywhere I go, I'm getting a drink. Well, if I'm sitting here coming up with scenarios as to why y'all, or if I don't even know if it's you, but I'm coming up with scenarios as to why this person Mm-hmm. may just, it may genuinely just be coincidental mm-hmm. and you have reasons as to why it's not. Well, I think you're answering your own question. Mm. That's because the universe is doing it. It's either a ridiculous coincidence that can easily happen because y'all are both extroverts who may visit or frequent the same places mm-hmm. or the universe is like saying, hey, look again. Mm-hmm. That's how I see it. Mm. What you think? I don't know what to think. Okay. Because at one point, I wanted it to be the universe, uh-huh. and then she got on my nerves, and I didn't want it to be the universe. So then... You know the one going to get on your nerves, right? Probably more than any of the other ones. Yeah, I know. You keep thinking that this shit going to end like Aladdin. I promise you it's not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And you said the last one? Yeah, I just said first three and last. Uh, The last one is number 19. Can't take a hint. Bitches! Because I don't... The, the way it's typed, it just says, bitches! Can't take a hint. Who wrote... I wrote that? Oh, I did write something. I wrote that? Yeah, I didn't write it. Can't I don't know what that means. Hint. Bitches! Oh. You gotta say bitches! Oh, that's some... Yo, some of y'all need to learn how to take hints. All right, stop. This is about when sometime some of us have been here, and you may not necessarily know how to tell somebody, hey, I ain't, I ain't your person. Mm. And it ain't... It's a cowardly thing if you ghost them. But sometimes it's a little difficult to just be straightforward and be like, hey, take a hint and stop reaching out to me because I'm not your person. I'm not going to ever be what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. And many of us have been in situations where, yo, you do everything, yo. Person reach out to you and be like, good morning. You text them back three weeks later. Oh, good morning. <laughs> and they text you back two minutes later. How you been? <laughs> Long time no see. <laughs> Hey, just go back to it, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes you say to somebody, hey, how's everything going? And you expecting, like, the same energy. They write you four paragraphs. Mm-hmm. And you're like, all right, come on, fam. Now I got to read a book. Mm-hmm. And then you don't reach out for three weeks. And then, they, and then they still write you another long paragraph. You ever just dealt with somebody who just couldn't take a hint? You want them to just know they worth? Yes. And just leave me alone? Yes. Just stop. Yep. That's what I'm talking about. If the signs are there and you feel like something's off, it's off. It's off. It's off. 
It's off. They just not that into you. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't have to fight this hard to be with anybody or to have anybody in your life. If it's that difficult, there's a reason. They're giving you a hint. They're showing you that they're not your person. That doesn't mean that you're not dope, mm-hmm. that you're not amazing, mm-hmm. that you're not fly, mm-hmm. that you are not built for someone else, that you are not going to carry on an amazing life and give someone else all that you have to offer and get it back. Mm-hmm. But that person that you're chasing that's not giving you the same energy, they not for you. Nope. Cut them off and cut it out. Snip, snip. That's that. And we out of here. It's about that time for Stupid Joke of the Week. Stupid Joke of the Week and Doc of the Week are going to fit into one category this week, Katie. Okay. Katie, have you ever heard of Barry Sanders? No, but is he related to Deion Sanders? No, but they did both play in the NFL. Okay. And they are two of my favorite NFL players. Now, you know Deion's my favorite player of all time. Mm-hmm. Barry is my favorite running back of all time. If you are not into sports, please do not exit the podcast. I promise you this has to do with a lot more than sports. For those who may not be familiar, Barry Sanders, in my humble opinion, is the greatest running back to ever play in the National Football League. Mm -hmm. used to play for the Detroit Lions. At the time, the things that he was doing, the way he was breaking ankles and maneuvering and just moving as a running back, I would compare him to, like, Steph Curry of the NFL. Okay. He was just doing things at a time at his position that no one had ever seen. And it was like you didn't you couldn't even compute what you were seeing. You couldn't process it almost. You had to just give it your own interpretation because you never seen it before. Mm-hmm. It almost like wasn't even human. But one of the things I used to always notice about Barry, and I saw a documentary on him this week that made me feel seen, was because he just was not like his peers. He never was. And if you watched him back then, and I was a kid. You could even pick up on it as a kid. Mm-hmm. The man would juke 40 people. Nobody could catch him, tackle him. I mean, like, every damn near every time he took the ball, you thought Barry was going to juke at least four or five and get 60 yards. Every single time he got into the end zone, he handed the ref the ball, go to the sidelines. Mm. The man left the league early, mm-hmm. like, retired at, at in his prime. Could have broke mad records, didn't care. He was done with the game. When he won the Heisman Trophy, he was embarrassed. He didn't even want to accept the trophy. When the team tried to, like, highlight his individual accomplishments, he didn't want to do it. When he was a rookie, he could have broke the rookie running back record. He said, take me out the game. He was just humble. He was humble to the point where people thought there was something wrong with him. He just wanted to be to himself. He just wanted to play football. He didn't care about shit else. He didn't care about the accolades. He didn't care about the fame. He didn't care about the the attention the women, the none of that. My man wanted to play football. He knew he was like that, and he wanted to take care of himself and his family. Mm-hmm. That's it. People just could not understand this concept, so they put a lot of titles on him that he didn't deserve. They called him a quitter. They called him uh, arrogant. They called him all about himself. Whole time, he was the complete opposite. They had just never seen anything like him, that they just didn't know what to do with him. He was just to himself. They tried to say he was shy, they tried to say it was all these different things. He's like, yo, I'm not shy. He said, with all due respect, I just feel like all of this media and all of this attention stuff is unnecessary. I just want to play football. And you kind of learned as time went on, Barry only cared about when he got the ball and when he was tackled or when he got the ball and when he scored a touchdown. All that shit that surrounded it when he wasn't actually adding to what he was getting paid to do, he just didn't care. Mm-hmm. It wasn't his style. Now, the joke comes in at that where... He left the Lions early, and he was kind of, not, not kind of, he was the best thing that ever happened to the Lions. I guess at this point you can argue um, the wide receiver, my man Calvin, but Barry Sanders is the best thing that happened to the Lions. 
and because he quit early, there were there was a fan that said OJ Simpson used to be my least favorite running back, but he only stabbed two people in the back. That's that's the joke part. It was a good joke though. But but damn. damn. <laughs> right. <laughs> right? Exactly yeah. that. But I'm also bringing this up because I think Barry Sanders, at least for me, marked as a reminder to those who may be out there leading your own journey, fighting your own fight, running your own race. This is just a simple reminder from me to you again. You don't have to look like anybody else. Your journey doesn't have to look like anybody else's journey. Right. Everybody was so confused by this man's humility, and he didn't do that to, like, front. Or that he didn't pretend to be humble. He mm-hmm. was really like that. Mm-hmm. He was embarrassed when people would force him to take individual accolades. Even like his offensive lineman had to go, bruh, go get some of these records because it looks good on all of us. Mm-hmm. And then he would be like, okay, I guess I'll go do it. But the man was like excellent, better than anyone. His own dad wouldn't even say he was the best because he felt like Jim Brown, another running back from his dad's era, was the best. But all he ever cared about was running for himself, for his team, and for his dad at the end of the day. And even if you don't like sports, I just thought it was such a great documentary on what a good person looks like. Mm. That's it. They tried to define Barry Sanders for all of these years. Why did he leave? Why did he act like that? Why didn't he go out with the team? Why didn't he have a bunch of groupies? Why didn't he do touchdown end zone dances? When at the end of the day... It's simply because he was a good dude. Mm-hmm. He just didn't care about any of that other shit. Right. You know what I mean? And they didn't know how to label him. Or and, how to handle it. Or how to handle mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And he never changed. He never, ever like felt like, well, maybe I need to do this in order to appease y'all or do that to appease y'all. No. Every single day that man put on his uniform and did the absolute best he could when it was time for him to do what he got paid to do. All that other shit, he just simply didn't care. That didn't make him a bad person. It made him a great fucking person. And when he decided he was done, he was done. Mm. He didn't care what the fans thought, what the team thought, what anybody thought, even his own family and his own dad. He didn't care. I am doing what I was put on this earth to do. God gave me this ability, not you, not anybody else, and take it how you want it. But the man made being great look very different than anybody else I've ever seen. And the closest thing that I could personally think that comes to it is Messi. Mm. And going to see Messi, like, Messi ran out there, did everything the team was doing. And if you watch Messi from Argentina, soccer player, GOAT, if you don't know, he don't never really seem very interested in trying to stand out because his game going to do that. Barry Sanders was the same way. My game going to do that. I don't have to be the guy talking shit in the interviews. He didn't even want to do interviews. They had to find him to do the interviews. He didn't want to do the interviews. My game going to take care of that. And sometimes I feel like we get it twisted when we deal with people who are, who, don't, who are great but don't look like they pairs at being great. They don't act like they pairs at being great. They don't always want to be the center of attention. They don't always want to be the loudest one in the room. They don't always want to be the one talking over everybody or constantly spilling their business or being nosy about other people's business. Just maybe, just maybe they actually just want to do what they get paid to do and go to fuck home. And it's yeah. that simple. And it don't make them less great It actually makes them more great. Shout out to Barry Sanders. It's time for Mo's Reflective Moment of the Week. My trouble used to just double. When I ain't have a dollar, I used to struggle to struggle. Yeah, I was dreaming about the game. I had a conversation with somebody that I thought was interesting, Katie. Like, the pursuit of happiness. The movie? No. The actual pursuit. 
Okay. I feel like there's never a destination. We're always pursuing happiness. I don't know if you actually ever get somewhere where you go, damn, I'm happy. Yeah. Because that's not really life, right? Yes, it is. You think so? I think that you get to a destination where, like, damn, I'm happy. But, like, what my mom told me, um, and I don't know where you're headed with this, but just based off of that, right? Yeah, let's talk. What my mom said to me one day, I was on a high. I don't know. It was like a, I had a great week. I came home. I was so excited. I was like, Mom, I'm so happy. She's like, live in it. Embrace it. It's not going to last forever. Right now, it's a moment. Mm-hmm. And there will be another low. But then once again, you'll feel this happiness again. So it's like the pursuit of you feel it. Mm-hmm. But it's not going to be that consistently. Which is why I say it's always a pursuit. You see now? Okay. We're saying the same thing. Okay. Yeah. Right? Because... It's unfortunate, but it's life. Mm-hmm. So it means something else that, right? Like you get, almost feels like, um, who was this that made me think about this the other day? Russell Wilson, talking to him about his story. As soon as he gets drafted to go into the NFL and become Russell Wilson, that we know, mm-hmm. he loses his dad. Mm-hmm. That's so many of us, right? In life, sometimes once you do accomplish the thing that you wanted more than anything, then life kind of turns against you, right? Now you, you may lose a family member, or now even now you got haters, right? You didn't have haters before. Maybe they're just jealous of you. Shout out to Matt Wright. We never know. But however, right? Mm-hmm. It's always going to be something. Yeah. It's never not anything. Yeah, it's always something. Always something. Which is why there is no such thing as just full-blown happiness. Mm-hmm. Ain't nothing in my life to deal with but happiness. Mm-hmm. But what I never do truly hear people talk about I had a conversation with somebody where we both agreed that maybe there is a such thing as being depressed when you get to a point of where you feel the most happiness. I'll explain. Okay. Not everybody. Some of us. Maybe it's a few of us. Actually find comfort in I'm pursuing something. When I was broke, I found joy in the challenge of finding a way to make money. Mm-hmm. When I didn't have love, I found joy in the challenge of feeling like one day I'll find my person mm-hmm. or I'll find love. When I didn't have the career, and I'm not necessarily speaking for myself, I'm just speaking, right? Mm-hmm. That I have truly want. Sometimes you can find joy. I find joy in pursuing that one day I'm going to have that career that I long for. If you don't have the family that you grew up with, maybe you pursue having the family of your own. Mm -hmm. If you've never truly found an individual to love in a way that makes you feel whole, well, maybe you find that when you have children. All of these things that we seek as humans in order to find some sense of love, peace, compassion, whatever it is. Is there something to when they say that depression comes in many different forms and it doesn't always come in the form of crying, being in a bed all day, not having anything to look forward to. A lot of those terms and things that we've constantly heard that depression represents. Is there something to the person who. Maybe you do have the job now. Mm-hmm. You got it. Mm-hmm. Maybe you do got the money now. You got it. 
You may not be the richest person in the world, but you're not struggling to find out where your next meal gonna come from. Mm-hmm. Maybe you found the person. Maybe you found your person. And it ain't what you thought it was gonna be, but you found your person. Mm-hmm. And it's lit, right? Maybe you got the kids. And that shit was more of a challenge than you realized it was gonna be, but you got your kids. Mm-hmm. What happens to the person that life has given them everything? That they said to themselves that they found joy in that journey or pursuit to get. Now you got it. Now life is set. Here it is. And there's nothing else to pursue. And now everything that you have, you have to stop and realize that I have it. I'm still not fucking happy. Then what? Then you go seek therapy. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) 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 Then you have to dig deep about what really makes you happy because it seems like at that point, Things can become a distraction. You having a goal to be like, well, if I achieve this, then everything will be fine. If I achieve this, this, then everything will be fine. When what's not fine doesn't doesn't apply to what you think you can achieve. It's something deeper within mm-hmm. that you got to figure out. Mm-hmm. But then you also have to realize that there's highs and lows to life in general. You may have reached your goal and have all your accomplishments, but there may be something that's going to bring you down, but you shouldn't be permanently down, though. That's my thing. You shouldn't always you feel moments. down. Yeah. It's little moments where something's going to happen and then you be like, oh. You, you, know? ever, you ever been sad, don't know why you sad? No. That's, that's the scariest thing for me. And you know I don't fear anything. Mm-hmm. And all my moments of life of being sad about anything, I knew exactly why I was sad. Mm-hmm. What happens when you're sad and you don't know why? I have no clue. When you there. thought you had everything that you prayed for, when you look back and go, yeah, I wanted this, 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 and this, and I got all that. Now I'm, now I'm more miserable than I was I, when I didn't have it. Then what do those people do? I think it's kind of like the the saying that money can't buy happiness. Yeah. And it's it's it goes true to achieving your goals will not give you happiness. So, it, okay, now we're getting somewhere. Because what if that is what brought you happiness? What if that... That fucking achieving your goals at every You were standpoint. psyching yourself out. You thought it was happiness, but it Why was false. Me? Why you say me? Why you say me? That's I'm me. saying the person. Like, oh, you, no, you that's recy- me. That's my own insecurity. <laughs> <Shut> <laughs> <up>. See? <laughs> <laughs> no, you triggered me. I was psyching myself out. You were psyching yourself out because you were making yourself believe that that is what would give you happiness when, no, that would just put you in a better place in life. Being put in a better place in life versus happiness is two different things, right? Mm. Because there's people who can be broke and all these other things, but they can be happy, though. Mm-hmm. Have you seen a, a happy, broke person? They don't give a fuck about shit. It's in God's hands, but they're happy. I have seen, I've seen a very happy, broke there, person. There's like a, and a very miserable, rich person. And then you'd be like, well, why Why are you so happy? You're yes. broke. You're like, I just have my health, baby. That's, and that's all that, it's important. They don't care about none of that other shit. They don't care about all this other stuff. More money, more problems is a real thing. Mm-hmm. And everything becomes biggie. Everything becomes a big deal. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the part of the struggle that I don't... Because you can't even tell people about your problems because people with less than you will go, shut up. Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? But no, that it's... it's When someone psychs themselves out to think that this will make them happy, but in reality, that's not what will make them happy, Right. Like, for me, I can say, oh, if I had this and that, blah, 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 I'll be happy. I'll be good. Or I used to be like, well, if I just found somebody who loves me, I'm going to be happy, right? Mm -hmm. And then I got in a relationship. And in that situation, unfortunately, I had happy moments. 
But I wasn't overall just like happy because I was looking for something that really wasn't going to supply me happiness. And plus, all of that stuff you pray for to make you happy is going to come with other things that make you unhappy. Mm-hmm. You want the money when you don't have it. The money's going to bring some shit. Mm-hmm. You want the love of your life. The love of your life is going to bring some shit. You want kids. Them kids is going to bring some shit. Everything that we pray for that we think will make us happy is also going to bring some things that make it hard to be happy. And nothing is ever free. Mm. And that doesn't only apply to physical items. Emotionally, nothing is ever free. You know, like mentally, nothing is ever free. Give, get, right? For every act, what is it? Every action is a reaction. Absolutely. Right? Every yeah. Newton's law, all that stuff, right? For every action is a reaction. And for every action is a consequence. A lot of y'all don't think that. Y'all think things y'all do are harmless. Nothing is harmless. Everything has a fucking consequence. Everything. Nothing in life is free. Even fucking happiness. But you can't be consistently unhappy. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you're unhappy for a moment, okay, cool. You're human. That's life. But if it's a constant unhappiness that someone's experienced, then you have to dig deep and be like, what is it? Like mm-hmm. rich people who are miserable. What really, what really is it? Is it? Mm-hmm. I think you should add that to next week. Yeah. Because people will tell you go to therapy, they'll tell you go to church. You know who's at church? Hoes. Yes. But you know who's talking to the host? T.D. Jakes. You like T.D. Jakes? I think he's decent. You know who mentioned T.D. Jakes in their um speech of people that they thanked? Sippy. Yep. You heard that, right? Yeah. And you know who else have been connected to T.D. Jakes? Eddie Long. That was not where I was going. <laughs> but it's facts. That's a bigger problem. Okay. Well, you got The shade room. <laughs> you you see that rumor? No, I have not. That he's running it? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> You didn't see that? No, I did no, not. No, it was a whole No, that's thing. news to me. Oh, there was you, a whole. Yeah, a lot of shade in that room. Mm-hmm. A lot of long in that Eddie. You know what I'm talking about? So we mm-hmm. both giving each other, you feel me? Mm-hmm. Now, that is shady. And what's not shady is us. And what won't be long is next week when we come back on that ass. <laughs> and we have more for y'all. Stay tuned. But before we go, here is a quote from Jason Kidd that I personally appreciated. Because in media, sometimes we focus too much on the negative, and he had something to say about positive news and writing positive things. Until next time, be better than Katie, be better than me. Next week, bitches? <laughs> the latter is probably impossible. <laughs> um, I think maybe, Tim, maybe it's the things that you guys thought should have happened day one, is that they should be successful right off the bat. Um, and it takes time. Failing is all right. It's not a bad thing to fail um, to, for a pro athlete because you can get better and learn from it. And those two are the best in the world, and we feel very comfortable with those two having the ball. Sometimes it goes in, sometimes it doesn't. Um, but we learn from it, and I think they've answered that question um, from day one. Um, as you just mentioned, they're one of the best, if not the best, in clutch time. But that was a big big thing you guys wanted to make a big deal about last year but you're not making a big deal about it this year because shit's going good right so write some positive shit i just asked you a question and i'm giving you a fucking answer <laughs> like i'm t- you guys you know there's all right to write positive stuff people will read your positive shit <laughs> you don't always have to be negative Right, like it's it's just the world's already negative enough, right? So let's see some positive stuff on some positive people that are playing, doing their job on a nightly basis. 
make it a lot easier to do that this year? Well, we're only into this year. We can't go back to last year, right? Like, that's the fucking problem.
What's up, y'all? It's Key Will Voice, the official voice of In The Moment Podcast. And we want to thank you for tuning in each and every week. See you next week.